What's up, guys? This is the Extra Points Podcast with the College Football Experience. We are the College Football Experience. I am Gus, and this is Will. Man, and we are in the middle of bowl season recruiting. Just finished up for the high school ranks. The transfer portal is popping. The coaching carousel is going on, and we're here to break it all down with y'all today, man. Will, how you been, man? Good, dude. It's been a busy, uh, we've had a busy last few months, man. It's been a while. Yes. Super busy past few weeks with Christmas and the holidays. And then we've had life going on, man. So it has been busy. So I'm super glad we're able to get here and we're able to talk about some football, man. It's always good. I know, dude. Playoff time is here. Playoffs are in, um, what is it? Two days now, or something like that, or three days? Two or three days. Uh, yeah. But we yeah. got some bowl games going on. We're at the halftime of the Kentucky game right now, so um, I think the bowl season is about to ramp up here. Kind of starting last night with the Arizona game, and we're about to see some really good games here over the next few next few days, man. And I'm excited yeah. about that. Um, recruiting was interesting. Um, I kind of feel bad yeah. for these coaches and stuff, dude. It has been 24-7 since the last game started. Um, trying Time to get early top. signing period, and then the portal opened. Um, it's it's the wild, wild west in college football right now. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. That could be something we could talk about on a future episode. The college football calendar is a super big topic of discussion for a bunch of people right now and it does suck for all these coaches they are having to balance their own rosters they're having to go poach people from other rosters they're having to recruit four different high school classes at once then they're having to get prepared for a bowl game well good they're guy. you know the main priority is keep your class intact for the 24 mm-hmm. and then you got to try to recruit your kids to stay and then you got to go poach some other kids yeah it's, it's, I've never seen a sport where free agency is in the middle of the season. Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, not the middle of the season, but literally during the season. It's, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. I just don't know what the NCAA sees and how they can see how this is beneficial for anybody. They don't see anything because the NCAA, at the end of the day, it's pretty stupid if we're being honest. So I say we get these folks to subscribe first and then and then we can start talking about some college football so y'all need to subscribe on our youtube man at the college football experience we have some awesome recaps of all the games that we went to this season we were able to go to tuscaloosa for alabama versus tennessee we were able to go to lsu for lsu versus florida and then we were able to go to the iron bowl man all of those experiences are on our youtube channel and of course you can check us out on tiktok and instagram as well at the college football experience so kind of like we were just talking about signing day just happened and it it was very very interesting there were a, there were a lot of flips there were a bunch of kids that looked old, that kind of looked like that they were gonna flip but they didn't so we did have the Georgia Bulldogs they signed the number 1 class in America man and then of course to round out the top 5 you had Alabama Number two, Texas. Number three, Miami. Number four, Ohio State. Number five. Uh, give me some of your biggest takeaways from signing day. 
Um, it's not over until that uh, until that uh, national letter of intent gets to them schools, man. Uh, we had some kids that didn't turn them in until late. They were still getting recruited, man. And, uh, yeah. You know, it's not over till it's over. Um, I think some of the big names was, you know, K.J. Bolden, um, him yeah. flipping to Georgia. We all kind of thought he was maybe going to go to Auburn. Yeah. yeah, we – I think the night before he was going to Auburn. Um, mm-hmm. Kirby, Will Muschamp do what they Same do best. Way. And they yeah. get some do- they get some dogs in there. Um, I was really impressed with how Auburn and Miami kind of finished finished up. Strong. Uh, yeah, they both kind of really climbed up the rankings fast. Both flipped some guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are trying to build those rosters. Both got some really good skill guys. I think Auburn probably got the – I'd give them the best wide receiver class out of everybody. I think we um, did get crowned with the number one class of wide receivers. I mean, they so. got – and we they, daggum needed it bad you guys in their backyard out of phoenix city so mm-hmm. that for them to come and get some big time guys which that's what they needed they need some skill guys and they need to keep building that defensive line mm-hmm. so um it was good to see jeremiah smith hold on to ohio state uh yeah. state, hold on to him uh it was looking like that one was interesting Miami, miami and florida state were in it um it looked like Miami, maybe. He said in his little bag he had a Miami hat Miami and a State hat. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting to see that one. And then we had LJ McCray drama all day. It was looking like Auburn was going to come in there and maybe poach him from Florida. Another yep. one. Yeah, we were then, pushing hard for him. And then Florida hanged on. So, and then they got DJ Lagway. So, um, it, I, and then Texas, man. Texas, dude, the last – Week and a half, dude. They have an incredible. They were flipping guys class. hard. Yeah, they flipped uh, Ryan. Well, they didn't flip him, but they kind of got him from Missouri. Ryan Wingo. Uh, they signed Xavier. They flipped him from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed a really good running back out of our backyard, uh, uh, Gibson. So you know, Texas is building something special, man. Um, they keep yeah. putting these classes on top of classes. Uh, they're going to they're gonna come in there and compete with the SEC. Um, but, you know, not trying to be biased or nothing, but I am excited to see what DJ Lagway can do. I think he can maybe save Billy Napier's job, hopefully. Yeah, um, he – I think he is the only guy at this point that can save his – Elite quarterback. Yeah. Elite quarterback. So – Yeah. Uh, and then Alabama kind of closed pretty good. Strong. Um, they Flipping kinda, some guys from Texas. Yeah. Well, it was like – so Florida got a running back uh, that he decommitted from Arkansas. It was between us two. He picked Florida. Well, then they just go get a kid from Texas. So yeah. it seems like these these guys, Kirby, Nick, a few of these coaches, man, they can just say, okay, boom, let's go get another guy, and then mm-hmm. they can get him. It's just so funny how recruiting works, man. Uh, I noticed – me and one of my Cody that's been on a few trips with us, we've talked about how Billy Napier will lose a commit. Well, then he'll have two guys ready to go, and then they'll yeah. uh, then they'll commit. So, uh, recruiting yeah. is interesting. It's fun. Um, I hate to be the coaches and the staff because they are at it twenty four seven with recruiting. Non-stop. It is never over. These kids, 
even if they say they are committed, they does not mean they, they come to your school. Which would which I hate that. I hate I hate whenever these kids say I am a hundred percent committed to this school, then but they go, they go and, and they take visit three to four yeah. trips, which I, don't, I get it. They are and they're entitled to their trips, but man, I think if you are committed to a school, you're committed to the school. Like you are do well, would you, you rather be. you know we got NIL and stuff and pretty much now it's a bidding war between the schools, which would you rather know about it? Like how much these guys are getting, or would you rather go back to the way it was when we had no idea if these guys were getting paid or not? We just assumed they were. I think if it's gonna happen either way, I think we should be able to know about it. But do we truly like do we truly even know what these what these what these kids are actually getting? Be I think the numbers even all these numbers are way skewed. There is yes. no way that a quarterback in the portal is getting two million dollars. That's baloney. That's straight baloney. There's no I, that's I do happen. think it's um skewed a bunch. I do think a lot of them are getting paid a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um like I know Georgia and Florida both offered ETN like 30,000 a month through their collective. That's stupid. Stupid. And he's like a well-known guy. So, like, are you going to give a kid like a KJ Bolden? Like, the Florida State number with him was 60K a month. I just don't want to believe that. No. You know? Which, which, which 30K a month, that's $360,000 a year. So, I would say at the end of the line, that's not that much for a for a really good running back. But you're not paying a kid out of high school seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. A I year. think they. So I think it's. I think it's like a sign-on bonus. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of those like we'll give you this if you come here, and then they get it, and then it's up to them after that what they get. Like, is a company interested in you after that? Is this car dealership want to pay you to advertise for them? Is this, yeah, does Applebee's want to pay you to come do some commercials or whatever it is? Yeah, uh, whoever I think after you get there and you get that money, boom, they don't have to. And then after that, you got to work for the rest of it because I know through Florida, we have Florida Victorious and they have to go in and do like community projects and yeah, then they get paid and. Um, I know KJ, he was, when he was at Auburn, he was talking about how like they'd get paid to call somebody FaceTime them happy birthday through mm-hmm. their collectives. So I think it's okay. I just don't want it to turn into like a bidding war. Like, well, this team, I've never went and visited them, but they just offered me a hundred thousand more dollars, which a hundred percent has happened. You know, so I'm going to flip to them. Has happened. And I, I just hate that. You know, like you did yeah. all the work. They've been committed to you for a year. And then out of nowhere, boom, they just flip. And I also think the NIL with the combination of the transfer portal is just gross. And and I also think that that leads to some super slimy kind of grimy deals happening throughout the back door. I mean, just gross stuff happening in the world of college football dude i'm 
I'm super impressed, though, with Texas and Oklahoma, them both falling in the top ten. I well, mean, they usually do have top ten recruiting classes. Yeah, which is so, so, so that's one reason that I think they're going to be able to come in and compete in the SEC. Be like, like if you get the guys and you have the coaches, you should be able to come in and you should be able to compete. Like, like you might struggle for a bit with having to get used to the weekend and the week out grind. But I also think if you're getting the right guys in, which I think Sark and Sark um, and 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 Brett Venables is, I think they're going to be able to come right in, and I think they're going to be able to compete. Well, I mean, because what separates us from the rest of the country? The the weekend week out grind of the trenches. Yes, the offensive defensive line. If they are built up front. They will be just fine. And Texas right now is built up front. And they just brought in some dudes, even more guys. Now, they are losing a bunch up front after this season. So, we'll see if they can finish strong in the portal. And then this class can come in. and Because they might take a few steps back up there. But, you know, once they get some reps and get going, they might be fine uh, coming into the SEC. I mean, maybe, maybe they can make that playoff with, one or two losses. I think I think they will be able to make the playoff again next year. Just because I don't think they have the hardest schedule in the SEC. I think theirs is actually probably one of the easiest. But doable. Yes. Yeah. They they have a very doable schedule for their first season in the SEC next year. Must speaking be nice. of Texas though. Speaking of Texas. Maybe Washington. In a few days, baby. In the Sugar Bowl. This game is at 845 at night, which which hey. actually means which actually means the kickoff. That means the kickoff 15. Yeah, about like 915, but 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 it'll actually be about nine if if be like this, yeah. watching it. Oh, uh, that's a first down, Texas. Hey, how about how about uh both our teams that we loved in the preseason both made it and they're playing each other? Hey, hey, we actually know something. We we you were a big uh, yeah you were a big Washington guy and I was a big Texas though though I did pick Oregon to make the playoff I did pick Oregon to come out of the Pac-12 but I was still a big Washington guy I was I was I was a really big Penix guy a really big Penix yeah. guy so bro I think this is gonna be a fun game. It should be. Um, I think if, if both offenses can get going, it re- should really be fun. Again, yeah. I think what's going to separate Texas in this is going to be their defensive line. Can they get to Penix? Can they kind of cause him to, uh, you know, maybe run around in the pocket or make some bad throws? Or mm-hmm. that, I think that's what's going to kind of separate Texas in this game. And uh, can Ewers play like he did in the Big 12 championship? I mean, yeah, he was um, on fire. Yeah, he was. I mean, their whole, their whole offense was on fire, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with their run game. Um, I know they lost their starting running back uh, mm-hmm. earlier this year, so they got a trio of guys. You know, C.J. Baxter's back there, freshman, and two other he dudes back a there. He is absolute – he is going to be – Scott, he is going to be so good for the next two years. And that was someone coming into the season who was hitting on – all of our he was radars. A starter coming out of camp. Yeah, yeah. He started I mean, coming out of camp. 
and then uh, that other the guy that got hurt kind of beat him out in the middle of the season. So, uh, yeah, uh, J- Jonathan Brooks was an absolute stud before. Yeah. Um, and then can you know the Texas wideouts? Can they make plays? Um, you yeah, know, they got some studs. They got some stars out there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. And can Washington keep their high-flying offense on the field? And can they uh, keep Texas off the field? So That'll be interesting to see. So I think people still don't necessarily understand who this Washington team is. They are talented. Like, they're so talented. They have they have a, they have a quarterback that'll go in the first two rounds. They have a bunch of wide receivers that'll go whenever they are able to come out. They'll be going in the first round. They have a left tackle that's going to go in the first round. They have a right tackle that'll go in the first two rounds. They have some dudes on the defensive line that'll go in the first two rounds. So like they have like they have a talented talented team this year. So I think it comes down to I think the big, big matchup to watch is these Washington wide receivers versus this versus this um, secondary for the Longhorns that has shown some weakness through, throughout the season. So I think that will be, can people like Roma Dunze, can people like Jalen Polk get open since, they're, since they've been able to get, get healthy throughout this three-week stretch? Can they get open and can Penix have time to hit them? What would be wild, man, is if this game turned into a defensive game and then the other one turned into a shootout. Because no, everybody's thinking the this yeah, will be every, a shootout. This Texas mm-hmm. game will be a shootout, and then the other game and at the Rose Bowl will be like a uh, be a slugfest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I th- because I think the total for this game is like in the mid sixties, and the total for the Alabama game is like forty five. Yeah. So which which is up which is a pretty low scoring game. Who do you think wins this one? I'm gonna go to Texas. Um I think Texas run game is gonna help them out. I think they're gonna mm-hmm. try to control the clock. They gotta keep that explosive offense off the field. Mm-hmm. Um and then again, I mentioned it, Texas defensive line. I think they're gonna get to Penix. I think they're gonna cause some bad throws. I still think it's gonna be one of those things Washington's gonna come out hit Texas in the mouth, and then Texas is going to take control in the second half and win the ball game, probably by 10 or 14, I would mm-hmm. say. Dude, I think the first quarter of this game will be irrelevant. Because yeah. I think I <laughs> think that these two – I think you have two genius offensive coaches with Sark and DeBoer. And I think they're going to have such a good plan be because they've had three weeks. They've had three weeks to prepare. So I think they're going to have such a good plan for this first quarter. And I think we're going to see a bunch of fireworks, but I think this game comes down to which offensive coach can adjust and which offensive coach can make the in-game adjustments to find a way to win in the fourth quarter. I think this is going to be a fourth quarter game. I think it'll I think it'll come down to who can control that stretch between the second and the third quarter and who can carry the momentum into into the fourth quarter and who can just those one to two to three plays 
in the fourth quarter to win the football game. And do you know who I'm going with in this game? The Huskies. The Huskies. I'm going with the more experienced quarterback. I'm going with the more experienced wide receivers, the best wide receiver group in the country. They're going to go down to New Orleans, Louisiana, and beat a long I don't think I – I picked them to go to the national championship, but I know I picked them to make the playoff. So, but I'm still going to pick them to go to the national championship now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I just think their roster is just a little bit more, they got a little bit more depth. Yeah. I just think yeah, they're fair. a little bit better in the positions that, that win these ball games. Um, and I just think now Washington has played a pretty good schedule. Dude. But don't, I'm not going to disrespect the Pac 12 like that. But Texas has been battle tested a little bit more, especially yeah, going they, into Tuscaloosa yeah, and winning. They, they went into Tuscaloosa and embarrassed. And I think getting hit in the mouth by Oklahoma helped them out. Yes. So yes. I think they're ready. I think they know how to win this game, and uh, I think Texas will will prevail at the end. I do. Th- I hope it's a good game, though. I really do. I, I love yeah. these playoff games to be really good. Usually one of them's really good and one of them's a stinker. So <laughs> I hope I hope I hope they're both good. Yeah. Um, I think this might be the best set of of games that we've had. I mean, we had two super good games last year too. You had the Michigan and the TCU game. That was, was super like, thrilling. The, yeah, last year was like the first year that were, I can remember. They were both like really good. Yeah. Let me see. Let's think back. You had the um, Oklahoma versus Georgia game was really good in 2017. Um, it was Alabama-Clemson that year, too, right? And Alabama beat the brakes off of them. I was a year Clemson had uh, yeah. K- Kelly Bryant, and they just beat the brakes off of Clemson. So, yeah. I mean, I'm – The first year – um, I think. Um, Ohio Oregon. State. Bama was good. Oregon, Florida State was not a good game. No. 15, I think Clemson and Bama both took care of business. Mm-hmm. Because I think uh, – what Clemson year did Bama beat play Oklahoma. Washington? That was yeah. 2016. I think the second year was when Alabama played Michigan State. Oh, yeah. They beat mm-hmm. the crap out of them. Beat the piss out of them. Third year was Alabama, Washington, Clemson – uh, Clemson, Ohio State, maybe? I think so. Oh, dude, whatever the year Clemson, Ohio State with Justin Fields, that was a good game. That was 20. Trevor that Lawrence. Was, that was 2019. Yeah, that was a because really good game. That, that was a Fiesta Bowl. That was really good. Yep, yep. That was a Fiesta Bowl. So I think last season's worth was the best two two set of games i mean those were two back-to-back absolute bangers and i i truly think we could have that this year too i i well, truly truly do these teams match up well they're kind of both very similar to each other yeah um, yeah like you got one side where you got a like an explosive offense and you know the defenses are good enough to get them through the games, and mm-hmm. then you got on the other side where Bama, Michigan, where they're kind of more of a old school type mm-hmm. deal, where they want to run the ball first, they want to c- control the clock, they want to control the game, and then they got two quarterbacks who can kind of just 
um, explode on you at any second. Speaking of Alabama, Michigan, who's going to win? Granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, man. I love the Rose Bowl. We have to get out to a Rose Bowl, which sucks, which sucks with the 12 team playoff. It won't actually be like the Rose Bowl any, anymore, but it's, but it's still, you are going to get to go and you're going to get to see the stadium. It'll still be split with a 50 50 with the mountains in the background. I can't wait to eventually get out to Pasadena to the Rose Bowl. But, man, kind of like you were saying, this is an interesting, interesting matchup where you have two teams that they that they absolutely both love to run the ball. You have had Alabama throughout the season. Man, what a coaching job Nick Saban has done with this Alabama football team. And then to where they've been either – feast or famine that started the year they were either doing absolutely nothing or they were scoring a bunch of big plays then they kind of got into a rhythm with Jalen Milrow kind of being able to run the ball their offensive line got into a rhythm then you have this this Michigan Wolverine team man they've been so dominant throughout the whole season but then they kind of slowed down towards the end of the year but man well they hit their run game. of their schedule until yeah. November. Yeah. I mean, they had yeah. their their schedule was a joke until November. Uh, Absolute joke. And then they that which I mean they had to go through some controversy. I mean they had the scan they got the cheating stuff that happened. Um, they had to go through that. I think that's when they started struggling. Was when Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. kind of got suspended. Um, but you know they're still a good football team. They brought everybody back yeah. to try to win the championship this year. Um. It is weird how very similar they are. Jalen Milrow got got going in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. You can tell he he's he feels more comfortable in that offense. His accuracy has gotten better. His um, you know, he he's become a better thrower throughout the mm-hmm. year. And then his yeah. legs really opened up the offense. Um, he started running a whole lot more, and uh, he started kind of you know feeling himself. And he he yeah. had a a Heisman like moment right in our faces um in Jordan Hare. So and then they went and beat Georgia, which I didn't think they were gonna do that. So um yeah. it, it, these two teams they're they want to control the game like I mentioned earlier. It'll be very interesting to see who controls the game and who um can kind of you know get their run game going and whose quarterback can kind of make the plays. Mm-hmm. Um, this just feels like an Alabama type game to me. Um, if Alabama can just be Alabama, just show up and be Alabama, then I think they should win the game yeah. pretty easily. I think the wrong team is favored here. I think that Alabama should be favored. They have they have the better roster. They have the better defense. They have the better coach. So I think Alabama should probably they should probably be the favorite here. The, the, I I think without a doubt they're the hottest team in the country. I mean I don't think anyone really wants to play Alabama. I don't even think that the Wolverines wanted to play them because dude, like their video said it all. That's exactly what I was to. about to say. They were moaning and they were groaning when they figured out they had to play Alabama. So. I don't give a piss about no one but the tide in this game. Yeah. I really. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that Alabama's just going to go in there, and I think Alabama's going to show them 
what Alabama is about, which sucks because I'm having to wear an Auburn hat here, but I'm having to talk about Al- Alabama so, so much. But I think the only way Michigan wins this game is if Alabama does not show up. Or like you have a Jalen Milrow game where he just can't hit the deep pass and they have like now he can't now two to three turnovers if he can't hit the deep ball then they will struggle this this game will be close a little bit uh yeah i still think they can win i think they can get going Mm -hmm. uh but i think his legs can do enough but this game will be close if he can't if if burton can't get open deep and they just have a hard time getting open then i I see this isaiah bond yeah, I see this being closer. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they use him in unique ways like they did against Georgia, man. They put him everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like running back, he played slide, he played outside. And yeah. They were just finding ways to get him a ball, and Georgia struggled with covering him. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if what Michigan kind of does to maybe try to um, cover him and see if they double him or not and see if they make Burton beat them one-on-one Yeah, and, uh, you know, make – Milrow make those elite throws. And I mean, you're just given the you're given the best big game coach in all of college football history three weeks to get prepared for one of the worst postseason coaches of all time. I mean Did you see how Alabama's preparing film was? They're not allowed to watch film by themselves. They have to watch it in groups because they're worried about Michigan might get some of their film. Oh, damn weird bastards. <laughs> I hope Alabama beats Michigan so bad that it makes Jim run to the NFL crying. There's I mean, rumors of flying, man. Dude, rumors go flying. O and, go 0 and 3 in the playoffs. I mean, goodness it, gracious. It, it'd be a while before they made it back if they don't make it this year. Yeah. They don't do it yeah, this year. I mean, I mean, they're all they, in on this season. They can they're make all in. They can make the twelve, but I don't yeah. think they can win it. This is the year yeah. they can win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But do you, so. This is kind of an or this is an a relevant topic. But you know how many people are going to be watching this game? What's I the think it breaks. What's the what's the I playoff record? I don't. I don't know, but I think over 20 million people will easily be on it. Cause, cause I, so I think for the Citrus Bowl in 2019, whenever Alabama, whenever Alabama was able to play them, I think it hit like close, close, um, close to 15 million. So since this is the day after New Year's, every, everyone's going to be hungover. Everyone's going to be sitting at home. And it's Michigan versus Alabama. I know, man. It it's, I love, eas- it's easily going to break twenty million viewers. Average. I love that we have two historical uh, programs going at like the two most winningest programs in college football. Yeah, going at each other to go to the national championship, and it's in the Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah, man. it's in the Rose Bowl. So, dude, this time next year we'll already have. We'll be getting ready for our second round of the playoffs. We'll already have the first round done. <laughs> I don't like that. 
<laughs> I don't I think like it's gonna that. be awesome. Well, I, w- I would love for us to get a home playoff game. Oh, God, the act- that'd be awesome, dude, dude. I so I wish that the first two rounds were all at home, and then you and then you and then you had the cycle of bowls from the you had the cycle of bowls for the semifinal. My college football hot take is that the national championship should always be in the Rose Bowl. Like it See, should I always like it. be in the Rose Bowl. I like it circling around because like yeah, when it comes to Atlanta, fair. when it comes to Atlanta, I have a shot to go. Yeah. Um the Having next closest out the is Miami or Dallas is my next closest. Mm, where it when, plays um, at. Does it ever when, play um, in Tampa? Um I think they've played it in the Sugar Bowl. I think oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Um, I forget about the Sugar Bowl. New Orleans. Yeah. And then Houston is closer to than Dallas, right? Mm, I think I think Houston is a little closer than Dallas. Yeah. From, They're about the same there. plane ride. Yeah. So if it never comes to Atlanta, then it's one of those two towns, and I just don't want to go to one of those towns. Yeah. Yeah. Man, but it's it's just something about the Rose Bowl. Oh, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. it's always a really good game. I love the way the field looks. The stadium just looks unique. I hope they never do anything to it. Mm-hmm. Um, besides maybe just upkeep it. Um, but honestly, man, I would love for it just to be its own stadium. Like, don't let UCLA play there. Yeah. Just just let it be its own thing. Yeah. Just the Rose Bowl, man. Just used for uh just for the bowl game. And mm-hmm. if you want to play the Super Bowl there. Did you know it's on a golf That'd course? Be cool to see this. Is it? Yeah. I saw That's a video. Cool. I saw a video about it today. People like go play golf around it. That's cool. Yeah, that, that is would cool. Be cool. It'd be cool to go play golf there around it. Yeah. Like you're smack a ball into the stadium and then you have to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrible at golf, but yeah, I could go, I could go play nine holes to get to see that. Oh yeah. For sure. With, um, all of the, with all of the mountains in the background. Well, if y'all didn't know, I guess we did both pick Alabama to win this game. Yeah, we are both yeah, picking Alabama. So you have a Texas versus Alabama rematch, and I have an Alabama versus Washington rematch. Who do you think wins your Texas versus Bama rematch? Roll Tide. Roll Tide Willie really don't give a piss about nothing but the Tide. I think it's um, hard to beat somebody twice, man. Yeah, it is hard to beat someone twice. But I think if anyone could beat – Saban twice, I think it would be Sark because he's just such an offensive genius and he knows what Saban like he knows what Saban wants to do. And I think if Alabama plays Washington, I think Alabama's gonna win as well. So we both got Alabama winning the natty, bro. That's sad, but cool at the same time. I, Does he hang it up? If God, He has it. to. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> if he wins this season, that would be his eighth title. And I think with what is his probably his favorite Alabama team, I mean, be like because you're even just able to watch the way that he acts on the sideline. You're able to watch the way he acts in the postgame. You're able to watch the way he acts when he's like running out on the field like once the game's over smiling he just acts just a little bit different 
I think he knows that this team is so daggum special. And he is always talking about how much he loves his team. And if he wins with one of his most favorite teams of all time in such a unique way, I think he has to – like, it would be such a storybook ending to such a storybook career. Chaos it would be if he decided to hang it up i mean you'd have to go get a coach real quick or you would already you would have already known so then you're having to go steal a coach from another school that's already signed a recruiting class so then Mm -hmm. they're trying to keep alabama's recruiting class i bet he would stay just stay around to make sure the kids stay and then and then say all right Dabo or sark or Dan or whoever it is. I think it would be Dan Lanning. I think that would probably be Lane, well, whoever, whoever it is. I would never that, hire Lane. That would Giffen, be a but, big choice. That would be such a big decision for Alabama, dude. God, that dude, would be such first, a big decision. My first call would be to would be Kirby Smart. Uh, well, I see, I don't think that's realistic. <laughs> Yeah. So I think Dabo's realistic. I don't and I don't think I think he fits I don't think, Alabama. See, I don't think he does. I don't really think he does. I mean, cuz yeah, like he alumni, everybody loves him. He's a good dude. Yeah, good coach, like, recruits well. I mean, that's one of those hires where the kids would probably be like, oh, "I think I'm going to stay. I'm not going to transfer." Yeah. I just think I I think if you told me in to, I think if you asked me in 2019 I would say Dabo but ever since Trevor Lawrence has left Clemson's kind of slowly slowly it's elite quarterback I mean yeah his his man, whole, you don't find you don't find Trevor Lawrence's everywhere yeah but his whole entire career is two elite quarterbacks like that's his whole and that's like that's why he won those those two chips because he got two elite well, quarterbacks but but Saban's won at Bama with with multiple quarterbacks that aren't the best quarterback in the country. I will say I think Clemson had they had a special defensive lineman those years too. They yeah. a bunch of them were drafted yeah. first and second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Saban has made better hires defensively and offensively. offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, has Dabo Swinney ever had a coordinator like Kirby Smart? Nope. Has uh, he ever he had a had, offensive coordinator like he Lane? Had, oh, yeah, Venables. he has a dude Brent Venables, but yeah, who's a stud? Who is he? Is easily, a really good defensive coordinator. A, so easily a that would. Top three defensive coordinators. Yeah. Yes. The Brent, I forgot about him. That is my mistake. Yeah. So I think it'd be more of we need to say Dabo hasn't done much without Brent Venables, Venables. and a elite yeah. quarterback. Yeah. So he needs, he needs, which every coach needs an elite staff around oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Now Dabo hasn't had, Dabo's never had a Lane Kiffin or a Sark for an offensive coordinator. That is true, but that's also because he hasn't gone out and really hired one. He's always hired from an in-house kind of deal. Well, he's a, he always he has his hands in the offense too. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily call the plays. I don't think, but he yeah. does. Uh, now, I do think the offense coordinator he has now is really good, Garrett Riley. And I think he would be. I would tell Garrett, "You're coming with me to Alabama." Like, 
he'd be my first guy. Yeah. I'd call him and say, you're coming with me. And then when old Brett gets fired from Oklahoma, I'd say, buddy, come on to Alabama with me, dog. I don't think he'll be getting fired from Oklahoma anytime soon. Nah, I'm going to have to see him in the SEC for two years before I – Yeah. And I mean – I mean, I think if – I think if I was Alabama, my very first call would be – I think it would have to be Kirby Smart. Then it would have to be Sark. Then it would probably have to be Dan Lanning. See, I, mean, I think I would probably be my three. Obviously, Kirby Smart is a no-brainer, but that is not even I don't realistic. think he's leaving Georgia. That's, that's a lateral movement. It's And you're leaving your place that you love, your mm-hmm. wife loves – you both went to school there. Your families are from Georgia. I mean, you, but but you still have to call and ask. Like, you're turning Georgia into what Alabama is. Yeah, I mean, he 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 is one in five versus Alabama. He is I, one in five versus Alabama. Let Nick Saban leave and see what happens. Yeah, he'll turn yeah. that record right around. Yeah, yeah. If they play, it'll. More. I hope, I hope, I hope that Alabama wins it all, and I hope that that boy Saban hangs it up. So, so hopefully, we actually get to see that happen here within the next couple of days. Will, I always enjoy getting to sit down and talk to you, man. When um ever all of the games. Whenever the games wrap up, and we will do a show before the national championship game to be able to kind of preview that and be able to slide some other cool topics in so 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 y'all make sure to be checking out that show in y'all's feed with it coming soon will do you got any questions before you got any last words before we bounce out of here no man you guys make sure you like the video subscribe go to our youtube page check out our videos please they're so cool really hard they're so cool yes Gus worked really hard on them we have three trips planned for next year possibly four yeah, um, three to so four. we'll give you, yeah, we'll give you guys uh, some clues on where we might be going next year. So appreciate mm-hmm. you guys l- l- tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace.